Are you ready for this laugh out loud riotous movie? Right? This 90s comedy romp known as Hostels. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. It does go into. You go ahead. Fuck yes, welcome to the Hype. Your host is Brian Dressel. Me as always, Chewie Darso. Hi. Jonathan Arce. Here. Sam Garrison. Yay. Uh, Emily Blake unfortunately cannot be here and will never be back ever again. I'm kidding. She's, she's getting just, paid. <laughs> she's off doing work <laughs> and getting paid for it. But wow. we're sacrificing pay to be here with you, the audience. We love you guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting paid we love you by the amazing does. liberal system of California, guys. <laughs> Thank you, California government, for understanding that, you know, helping a woman out is a good thing. Somewhere Trump is crying, and that makes me very Fuck happy. Fuck you, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special guest is we have Jackie back. Hi, Jackie. Hi. We had you on for Days of Confused and... What, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Good movies. We had you on yeah, for one happy movies. movie, one not happy movie, and now a really not happy movie. Yeah. Although there <laughs> was an actor from Days and Confused in this thing. That's it's entirely true. why I asked you on. It wasn't just because we were having dinner. I'm like, hey, I need a guest. Do you want to be on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought that's what it was. It yeah. was. I was like, okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> At this trajectory, though, the next movie is going to be a real downer. Oh, my God. I don't even want to be on that episode. <laughs> I don't know what movie What's it's going to be. What's sadder but... than this movie? Um, Oof. Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> American History X. Oh, there we go. That'd be, that'd be a, a great one for Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God, I haven't watched American History X since college. It's our downer comic arc. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a, a depressing month and just do all really sad movies and Jackie will be the co-host for the whole month. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> uh, okay, so we can do a quick where have you been doing. Uh, I can go first. I watched Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, it's an animated film came out a while ago uh, sometime early or late in 2017 I want to say early 2018 um, stars Kevin Conroy back as Batman which is awesome and Melissa Ranch as Harley Quinn which she had never done before and she fucking crushed it uh, it was way funnier than I thought it would be like I'd heard that it was pretty decent and that's the only reason I rented it because I'm like yeah I can take pretty decent I like that but it's like surprisingly funny. It's like a road trip movie with Batman, Nightwing, and Harley Quinn. And it shouldn't work nearly as well as it does, but it's willing to make fun of itself a lot. And it has like a some rude humor, according to the MPAA, that like this is surprisingly like, oh, this is for kids, but I'm, I'm really laughing hard at it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I don't want to spoil anything for it. Uh, if you haven't watched a trailer, don't. But if you're into DC animated films at all, this one's pretty high up on the list for me. I'll talk about how I just continue to be disappointed in the Goldbergs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show that was so good, but it's really... It's as it's bad now as it was good then. It's so frustrating. and they Like, there's just... It's so heartbreaking. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like they have... Oh, like... <clears throat> like things on the wall uh, in their writer's room. And they just have a wall that's dedicated to movies they haven't mentioned yet. And then the other wall is dedicated to how do we make Barry important anymore? And then the other wall is how can we make the daughter take her mom for granted and then learn the same lesson she learns in like every episode? And it's so by the numbers at this point and going down deeper and deeper into the 1980s movies of whether or not you care to remember that that movie happened. They did a, an episode devoted to real genius. Yeah, that was the episode we just watched. Ugh. And oh. it was cute. But then you had the whole subplot with the sister dropping out of college and then them trying to how to make that uplifting. And then you still ended up with 
her taking her parents for granted, learning some sort of lesson, crying and hugging her mom at the end, and then you know in the next episode she's going to take her mom for granted again. It's just annoying at this point. That's why I stopped watching it. I know. I still There's still really funny moments that make me want to watch it because at least there's one great moment in each episode, but... They, they just need to they need to cancel themselves because they have run out of ideas. And I do have a friend who works on the show. Not a friend, but a guy I know. And he, he does good work. Congrats yeah, on the job. We have but. friends that work on it. And I love them. And I want them to be employed. But I also <laughs> want shows to be good. <laughs> I mean, I honestly didn't know anyone watched the Goldbergs. Uh, but I used to be a huge <laughs> proponent of it. I used to talk it up all the time. Oh, I got first, people like, to watch it. Two and a half seasons are solid. They like, really super funny. solid. I started watching it and then I had to stop because that little boy's voice is so annoying. That's why I can't watch the Well, middle. he's I a just, man now, so they oh, actually okay. they actually used him going through puberty in the show, which was nice. Because you couldn't avoid it with his voice. No. Every line was cracking <laughs> the poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot it's taller. So <laughs> he's gonna be taller than Barry soon if he's not already and they're just trying to hide it. Yeah, one surprise me. Yeah. Sam, what about you? I have been watching a Netflix docu series called Evil Genius. It is. I've heard that's good. It's, it's really good, but it's true crime is so hard because it's real and like a man really did get exploded while having a bomb strapped to him while robbing a bank, and they don't really pull any punches in showing the footage, mm. um, and and it just it's it's really interesting because the people involved are absolutely fascinating and sad and and it's it's a very convoluted and like i can't believe this is real kind of case but as with all true crime it leaves you with that icky feeling of like watching other people like it, it rides that line of like exploitation and entertainment and like, like, like i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be here experiencing yeah. this or enjoying it yeah it's really interesting it it wrapped up about as respectfully as it could though and it did kind of do a good job of vindicating the man who was the victim because for so long police just assumed he was involved and this that was the nice thing is it did kind of redeem itself at the end and and you saw that his family was involved and it did have a point and it's worth checking out certainly um with the caveat that like all true crime kind of makes me feel a little icky how uh how brutal is the footage like i'm really squeamish these days the closer i get to being a dad my squeamish level is like through the roof right now i had to take a break after it happened um i I, it was it's not a binge watching show at all (laughs) it's only four episodes thank god but they're heavy heavy episodes and and it's fine to watch them very slowly i think john what about you uh i'll go quick i watched a movie called wish upon uh, that horror film where this girl that looked awful. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, I like that actress. I like that actress, and yeah, she's uh, good. And one interesting thing was experiencing Ryan Felipe as a dad, a scruffy older dad. <laughs> Weird. And that Felipe. I mean that's such a heartthrob. That's the thing is like he was still like there's a scene where she gets what she wants and he becomes a famous musician and so he's like playing his like jazz saxophone with his his bros in this mansion now all of a sudden because of the wish and that that's the Ryan Felipe was like okay I get that like he could be like the hot uh, famous dad but then like as they're trying to downplay him as like this working is. class blue collar <laughs> dumpster diving dad with like a brown coat and boots and it's like I'm not buying it he's too hot to be poor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never found him hot he was very <laughs> 90s curly hair blonde boy. Oh, yeah, perfect. Uh, He's just a wonder in Antitrust. <laughs> God, I saw that movie in theaters. 
for Harrison Ford. Even I didn't see it in theaters. I did. I remember screaming, don't hurt Harrison Ford, he's old. <laughs> in the 90s, he was old. <laughs> so yeah, that's Wish Pond. Yeah, don't watch Wish Pond. What's crazy is that Harrison Ford is like only 72. But I mean, he's looked so old for a yeah, while Yeah, but if he keeps now. crashing planes, that adds 10 years of your life every time. <laughs> <laughs> if you were able to survive. So he's, what, 102? Yes. I, <laughs> I remember when he got his earring and everyone said he was going through a midlife crisis. No, it's going through an end of life crisis. He's <laughs> <laughs> been slowly dying. It worked. Years. That, that, <laughs> yeah, this is the great ring of power that holds my face together. I love you, Harrison. If it you lose that, his face is melting. <laughs> Gross. Jackie, what about you? Um, I just watched the new Melissa McCarthy movie, The Life of the Party. Um, I thought it was really funny. It wasn't the best movie I ever watched, but it's about um, Melissa McCarthy. She sends her daughter off to college for her senior year of college. And as she's driving off with her husband, her husband basically says, hey, we're going to get a divorce. And her life comes crashing down. She doesn't know what to do. Um she actually ended up quitting college early so her husband could finish because they were pregnant with their daughter. So she decides to go back, finish her college degree. She goes to the same school as her daughter, so it's kind of awkward. Uh, but I thought it was really funny, yeah. How much, Melissa uh, McCarthy's hilarious. How much Melissa McCarthy riffing is there? A lot. Oh, I can't yeah. say it then. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. Oh, you don't like her? I, I, I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's hilarious. But the when editors don't know when to cut her off with riffing, I think that she her great stuff is like the beginning of the riff, and then by the end, she's done. Yeah. And that's when I don't find it funny anymore. And I feel like every editor just leaves it till she's done talking. It's like, that stopped being funny a minute ago. Yeah. I mean, but, it wasn't her funniest movie. I wouldn't recommend spending the money to go see it in theaters. But when it comes out, you know, if you like her, you like comedy... Watch it. Or if you've got Movie Pass, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have Movie Pass, and that's why I watched it. Yeah, let's be real. I almost saw Girls Trip with my Movie Pass. And really? I just wasn't able. To Dude, that movie's like really good. Though. I've heard it's really good, you so should, I wanted to go really? see it. You should see it. Yeah, yeah. it's oh. it's really fun. It's Tiffany Haddish, man. Yeah. She's hilarious. I really wanted to see it, and then I just I didn't have. Yeah, time. she's such a cool person. Yeah. Uh, was that everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the fun stops here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bummer alert Unless pre- you like yeah. the mustaches. Yeah, I guess. That's an impressive mustache. Mm. It is. It looks like it'd be a pain in the ass to eat soup through. Yeah, don't eat soup. Um, no soup for you. Well, soup it's a good strainer. way to store soup for later. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Anti-starvation uh, mustache. <laughs> uh, so the movie we're talking about today is Hostels. Uh, the movie came out last year, and when it was being originally promoted, this was going to be the big Oscar push movie, and then disappeared. And like nobody saw it. And the main reason we're reviewing it today is because I really wanted to see it. And I knew I didn't have time. So I decided to add it to the After the Hype uh, calendar and make sure that I watch it, uh, which I've done a few times. Um, this one is, uh, it wasn't quite as um, funny as I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> funny? <laughs> funny is not the word I'd use to describe it. Uh, but I know somebody who can describe it very well in probably about 30 seconds. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you remember you to do this, right? Yeah, it no, was... I know. I've been mentally preparing myself. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hostels in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. Okay, the year is 1892, and uh, Christian Bale is a soldier, and he's given orders by the President of the United States to bring this Native American chief and his family back to their home in Montana. And they have to take them through dangerous territory. 
where there's other Native Americans that like killing people and other white people that like killing people and a lot of people die. It's pretty close. Highly accurate. <laughs> I was so close to fail you, but then you, well, a lot of people die. Well, that is the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a success. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <sighs> okay, so the the point that I want to start with this movie is that I, I didn't read a lot of the reviews on it. I didn't really look into the money because I know it didn't really make a lot of money. Um, I remember I remember hearing about it back when it first was getting announced. Like, oh, it's Christian Bale's Oscar bait movie. Okay, cool. And he does he does act very well in it. Um, and that, that's really kind of uh, because um, the thing with this movie, and we'll get into it more and more as we talk. But the the long the broad strokes of this film is about our relations with Native Americans in the country and how basically uh, we fucked them over in the worst way imaginable and we are all horrible. Great. Okay, so we want to tell a movie about that story. And then this movie doesn't develop a single Native American character. And you have some of the best Native American actors in the world in this and you don't really let them yeah. do anything no. and like i can't yeah. really get past that even to their talk about set the rest kills of the were off screen yeah it's to white guilt what dances with wolves was to all you need is a white man yeah it's just it's a really is a really weird choice from a pretty strong director like this guy has told some pretty brutal stories and told them very well yeah. and i think the story of christian bale and rosamund pike in this movie is great and i think they tell that story very well but that's not the story that we should be watching, if that makes sense. Even if they had chose to focus on Christian Bale and his relationship with uh, his Buffalo Soldier lieutenant, like yeah, there's so many more. Interesting... You mean Tommy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the there's one so... who chases down Ben Foster. No, no, the black guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that would uh, be great. Leaves the movie so quickly. It's such that a is... shame because they had such that that was my favorite moment in the film was their final interchange. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. Like there's literally so like every. The Christian Bale Rosamund Pike story is nice, but it's literally the least interesting story in and, this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a little kid who's going home and he's never seen home before. What is that like for him? What is it like for this guy dying of cancer? What is it? And who's done horrible things in his life and has to reckon with them? You know, like, yeah. everyone's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, that's kind of like then, yeah. uh, the character Tommy that I mentioned a moment ago. Uh, he was the guy from Daisy Confused. Um, and Oculus. And Oculus, of course. <laughs> but Jackie wasn't on that episode. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but like his character, I think he is fascinating. He's a guy who's regretted every single thing he's done throughout his entire life. Is suffering from, I, I think, Chewie disagrees with him, but I think he's suffering some pretty strong PTSD. Yeah. Some horrible, I think so, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. horrific guilt. I mean, I'm not that. saying he they, didn't they have PTSD. Got... I was just saying... It's more of and guilt for everything. Later on in that yeah. scene. They, told, they, they even address it. They say, he's got the melancholia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for, for me, that's depressed. severe depression, not just PTSD. And like that character is super interesting. And the way that his story plays out is wonderful. Even Ben Foster's character of like, no, we were all in an army together. And our army was to kill the Native Americans. And he just like never took that off. Yeah, he, like, never, he never turned that switch off. So he's like, why are you guys judging me? I'm doing what we do. Like, all of this, super interesting. Yeah. And then we spend the whole movie with Christian Bale and Rosamund Pike. Oh, and there's, like, a token rape happening. Oh, yeah. That was... Yeah. Just needed to get the rape in there, guys. There was such a wait what moment when they're like, yeah, I'm sorry you got raped. I was like, what? What? Yeah, like, they never said that. He expressed concern for her vagina yeah, on right. whether or not can she can write, write a, a horse. No, he, about the native woman. He was like, I'm oh. sorry oh, yeah, for yeah. what... He, he didn't even apologize to her. He's like, I'm sorry what happened to the woman. 
I mean, that one I can kind of go like that was the time because he the time. would not have approached her. Like, that's fine. But it's still just like I appreciate the movie didn't show it because I feel like a lot Thank of God. movies these days right. would have shown that. And yeah. I like that they just leave it implied without like purposely going like, I can't believe they all got raped. Like there was it could have been handled much worse. But it's still like it added nothing to the movie. Like it really like it happens. And then within five minutes, it's like it never happened. At all. Yeah. The women recover exactly. real fast. Well, then they rescue them like that same night. Yeah. Yeah, just that they a couple them. hours too late. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's just like, I think that's why I have so many problems with the movie. Because like, as much as I enjoy it, and like, there's so many things to like, and we'll get through those too. But I feel like this movie it hits the wrong point whenever it can. Like whenever there's like you can go left or right, and left is bad, right is good. It goes left. And yeah. Like, why? I it's, agree. It's very frustrating. I think it's a, an example of a director who thought he had something to say, but then he's not familiar enough with the subject matter to actually have something to say and he just focuses on the white guilt of it all yeah and that makes it shallow yeah I, shallow is a very good word for it because like i i could see in a potentially no i like this director I, I, potentially you can like some, the director too and then he yeah. he just chose a subject that well, he thought he knew how to tell and he doesn't no what i was going to say was i was like maybe in a stronger director's hands this could have been handled differently but i think he is a pretty strong director i think he's done very good work i just didn't really like his choices in this one. Um, but beyond that, like I want to talk about some of the stuff that actually does work in this movie. And like a lot of it is some of the, like the, the side stuff. I just don't think the main threads of stuff that works, uh, but from a technical aspect act point uh, aspect, there's the word. I think this movie was wonderfully I shot. like technical ass point. <laughs> <laughs> I love those technical ass points. Tactical ass points. Thank you very much. Um, it was beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot. Yeah, I agree. It and was. Like, like the, especially the um, the main showdown between, um, uh, was it the Cheyenne? The ones, were they the ones that were hunting them? Comanche. Comanche. Uh, Cheyenne were the ones that they were escorting. Okay. Yeah. So the Comanche attacking them, like, the first time, that entire sequence was shot so well. And, like, in ways that I haven't seen Western shot before, because it was a very modern way of shooting it, and the way that kind of, like, you're almost a horse in some of the scenes. Like, you were eye level with horses, not the people. And I thought that was a really interesting way to try to shoot that. It made it very stressful. And yeah. In a very good way, very tense. There was a very tense moment that I... You know, you don't you don't get that for those the westerns. That's not how they're usually shot. You're like, well, this is a shootout. It's going to end one way. But I'm like, how is this going to end? What's going on? I'm confused, but in a good way. Like, what's yeah? And like, you have characters that you think you're going to be with for the whole movie who just come and gone. And it's like, holy shit! Like Timothée. Timothée. <laughs> Timothée. Shalomay. I was so excited to see him in the movie. I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was in this one. Timothée. Oh, there he goes. He's gone. Yeah. Fine. He gets shot in the shoulder, and then you see the amount of blood coming out, and you're like, well, you're dead. And then they shoot him in the face. <laughs> Like, yeah, but he. They're the way, like, he and then don't they run pretty. the horse over him too? Well, the thing is, he was already yeah, dead they just before brutalized then. Brutalized that sweet. Yeah, child. So they, yeah. <laughs> they shoot him in the arm, shoot him in the face, and the horse steps on him. Like it's. Uh, he's someone too didn't like him. to be alive. <laughs> Another thing that I like that a lot of westerns forget to do, especially when it's kind of like a road movie, is um, the change in the scenery. Yeah, uh, it, it oh, actually yeah. looked yeah. like they were moving north instead of like they spent all their time shooting in New Mexico. And I love that it got the the fir trees, and, and when they were in Montana, you actually felt that visceral sense of being in a different place in a beautiful place in a new place well fun facts uh the movie was shot chronologically and they oh. traveled from new mexico to colorado Dope. um so that does explain like how the the scenery did change because they just kept moving and i thought that was that's I, really cool i like that they did that and that also kind of kept like i joked with chewie while watching like the day rate of this movie had to be insane because all of their stars are on set together at all times they might have taken cuts yeah they might have but they, like, if they all thought this was going to be an oscar bait movie 
Yeah, that's possible. And I'm sure they try to shoot around as much as possible, but with this much location shooting, like everyone's there at all times. This was not, I mean, I think they spent about 30 million on it. So with that, 39 according to Wikipedia. Oh, so closer to 40, but so clearly they, they were not paying everyone their full rate. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. No. I don't know what Christian Bale's Bale rate is, but the- I imagine he's quite expensive to get yeah. the movie. He also frequently takes pay cuts. Like that's the reason he yeah. continues to work with the same directors over and over. He's again. worked with this guy a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. He loves they did out of the They did Out of the Furnace together yeah. too, right? Yeah. Which is the only other movie I've seen by him. I've oh, seen- dude, you should see Crazy Heart. It's oh, I did see Crazy Heart. Far and away, his best I forgot movie. That. Yeah. yeah, Crazy Heart was wonderful. Like, yeah. he, he's made some really good stuff. I would say, uh, for shooting wise, one of the shots they repeated it a few different times that I appreciated. Um, the overhead shot in, um, I forgot her name's tent. Rosamund Pike's. Rosamund Pike's tent. Because at this time, it was very common for people to take death photos, if you didn't know that. Uh, they would take oh, their yeah. dead loved yeah. ones and they would pose them or lay them down, take a picture of them in their casket, something like that. And they shot her laying down in the tent so beautifully multiple times, especially when Christian Bale came in the tent with her. They kept it really dark. They kept it very somber. And they looked like corpses. Like, they looked like they were already dead together. And I don't know if they were just doing that because of the imagery from like, the, the late 1800s. Or if they were just trying to, like, make a comment on how they both feel dead inside, she, but they still live. she talked about that. She had that line that said she kind of is jealous of the finality yeah. of death. Yeah. Which is a, a really good scene. And, like, that's... And there's that one, and then there's... um. It's the scene where Tommy, I forget the actor's name, but Tommy basically tells Christian Bale, like, hey, I'm ready to die. Like, there's these scenes that are just, like, they're just fucking brutal. But they're so well acted. And, like, that guy, like, I, I don't I don't even remember his name, which I, I really should. Uh, I'll look it up as I'm talking. But, like, his performance is so good. Like, the performances around the two main people are so good. And, like, it, they're, it, like, on a different level. Yeah, exactly. And, like, well, they and this, gave them the most to do. They really. Um, the thing is, I think they give Christian Bale a lot to do, but a lot of that is just internalizing what's happening around him. So it's not like it's the most like engaging performance because part of his performance is to not be engaging. One of so, my favorite things about him as an actor is how like for as much shit as he has like in his reputation or whatever, like he really does elevate the actors around him. He usually yeah. acts in such a way that like other people get to shine while he just anchors everything by like glowering in an interesting way and i don't say that sarcastically like i think he's one of the most underrated actors working and as much as i dislike the focus of this movie like i can see why you'd have christian bale anchor this because every character is so interesting and it could have so easily gotten off track and gone in a million different directions i specifically performance wise like the moment when they're eating him, uh, Ben Foster, and the guy from Breaking Bad, because I can never remember his name. Jesse Clemens. Jesse Clemens are eating Clemens. around... Clemens are eating around... <laughs> Just call him Fat Damon. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Meth Damon, you know. They're eating, and that's when Ben Foster is talking about the whole this is what we do thing, and his name's Jesse again? Or, Jesse, yeah. Yeah, uh, says... I don't remember. He's like the liberal in the group, essentially. He's like the West uh, Point educated man. Yeah, yeah. and... You, they start doing their little back and forth and Christian Bale actually gets that face that I totally recognize, especially like when you talk politics at work of the person that goes, oh, fuck, gosh, shut this down. But it's like really subtle and everything in a really good way. And then he's just like, take him back to the tree. <laughs> I like that. And I also really like the scene um, 
where they take their one break that they get throughout the entire trip where they're in the town they try to dump Rosamund Pike and she's like nah I'd rather be with you and the whole thing of like the the colonel's wife just talking about how horrible the Americans were to the Native Americans and it's like you can see this inner turmoil of like you might be right but a bunch of Native Americans just brutally murdered my entire family yeah maybe this isn't the right time for this conversation and it's like it's they, wonderful. Like, Rosamund Pike does such a good job with this character because you can see her, like, the internal mechanics of, like, this tribe brutalized me, this tribe didn't. And it's, like, yeah. figuring that out. And, like, it's great watching Because I think, as well as Christian Bale did, I think she kept up with him the whole way. Because all of her performance, just like him, is all internal. I well, and that in that scene. Never, oh, oh, I love that she just never fell into bitterness. Yeah. Like, she was a good person the whole She was way the whole way through. Well, and, like, you, like with that, uh, the first attack scene, how tense that was. That Ooh. same conversation that we're talking about now was also tense for different reasons. It was very interesting how it was all just in her acting. Like, I was also being like, what is going on? How is she dealing with this? Because, yes, I agree with you, the wife, talking about these ideals. But there's also this other little thing. And what a just a murky area to be in at that moment. Well, I mean, it's like, it's almost a comment on racism in a way of, like, you can't demonize an entire race because some people suck. And it's like yeah, I, that's true. I really appreciate that Roseman Pike's character stayed true to that the whole way through. Like she, she really grew to love the child that she eventually adopts at the end of the film. Like you can see like their relationship getting stronger and stronger throughout the film. And it's this great sort of like she's not quite replacing her family, but it, you can tell she kind of is making a band aid because what she just went through is impossible to go through. The baby she was holding, we haven't talked about. The baby in the beginning of the movie that she's holding gets shot as she's running away. Like this yeah. movie, that was really sad. the opening of this movie was way more I'm brutal so than I expected. I'm so confused as to how both your daughters get shot in the back, your baby gets shot, and you don't get shot. Well, she turned around for her daughters, and then as she turned around, the baby got shot. That would be a real shitty bullet, because mm. that thing should have ripped through the baby like tissue paper. But, you know, um, it didn't for some reason. Yeah. In, actually bullets then they, those were like powder guns oh i guess so, that's true uh, yeah like yeah. human flesh would stop it i yeah. i hate that i know that but i do no, no yeah. you're not wrong um, yeah yeah it was that's actually why wounds were so much more lethal back in the day because there was no exit so there was just like lead chilling inside your gushing blood stream craters yeah craters of death yeah awesome stuff craters of death <laughs> yeah, it was it definitely uh got me to attention so you're like oh okay, yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be a violent thing oh god I like, too, that Rosamund Pike, her character, especially at the end, always referred to the Native women by their Native names. Even yeah. though they introduced themselves in English. Like, she said Nene, and then she said Elk Woman, and she always called her by the Native version of her name. Like, yeah. there was definitely, like, a respect in a, a, like, a kinship there that was kind of, again, like... A more interesting version of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you're asking about... the camera to stay there. Stay yeah. there at that like, moment. I want to see these two women develop a friendship. And I want to see her grow to want to defend these women in a way she couldn't defend her own family. You know, because she was kind of passive at the beginning. Not not passive, but, you know, she and her husband had a plan and she followed it and she watched everyone die. She watched that plan fail and she just hardened through this movie. Yeah. Not in her heart, but, like, she got tough. And it's like, dang, I like, there's so many so many amazing characters in this movie that i just wish as much as it was so slow i kind of wanted to spend more time with everyone else because they weren't on these internal journeys yeah. well it's from an editing standpoint i almost kind of wish that this had taken an editing stance uh, similar to like the kelly reichardt film um i'm drawing a blank on the name all of a sudden the western that she did oh but hold on well, while you talk about that, I'll talk about the editing of this movie because I, I think the editing of this movie was as bad as the cinematography was good. Um, 
Thank you. The, yeah, no, the thing is, like, the editor is not a bad editor. He's just not a Western editor. Like, no. he's just not, like, he does musicals and that sort of stuff. And he's won an Academy Award for uh, editing uh, Whiplash. Like, he's a solid editor. It's just this was not in his wheelhouse. And it was very cutty. And that just feels weird in a Western. Like, I, I was raised on Westerns. Like, I love Westerns. So, like, when they're, Western is slow, I'm like, cool. You can make it slower. I'm into this. Like, I like this world. And they hired the right director, the right cast, the right screenwriter. All the people were in the right places. And then they got like a Marvel movie director, like a Marvel movie editor. It's, it's like a this, strange it, choice. Yeah, It just it never like the action sequences are super cutty. A lot of it was super cutty. And like that's fine for certain movies. But this one, like, this one begs you to stay like yeah, just sit and experience these moments and this editor is not that editor he's just not that sort of guy like and he edited the greatest showman before yeah. this you oh, know, really? before or after yeah so then you're like why like what made you think this guy was a good choice like maybe they're friends or something or he wanted to like try to prove himself in another genre i mean i think you look at whiplash and you're like holy fuck that's a good editor yeah, i want to hire that guy absolutely, that's, that's yeah. still editing the music it's just a very different style of editing. Yeah. I, it's just I don't think I just do not think he was the to, right call for to this be thing. yeah to be cheesy. It's also in not cutting too. Like yeah. as an editor, like that's a, that one's almost harder than cutting because it's easier just to cut away and just make it to the beat, but then to, to focus and stay like uh, uh, the movie Meek's Cutoff from Kelly Reichardt. Okay, they stay the frame like stays with these moments and is a like it just forces you to stay there for long periods long stretches of time and i think this movie could have actually done really well with that yeah or to, like uh like assassination of jesse james like that one yeah, like, yeah. that one really knew what shots to hold on and like it did a great job of that this one i just i feel like it either needed a like a different director in the room or like a different producer in the room like somebody to tell him to stop cutting yeah like because it just needed like except for the action sequences i get it they're a little cutty for my taste but that's fine that's what people like these days um but I, the rest of it like it just needed to slow down just a little bit and I think it would have been a little bit smoother like the editing would have matched the movie a little bit better the scene to me that illustrates my frustrations with that the most is when they do get to Montana uh, and then you have the wide shot of them looking at Montana and then you only get that for a very brief period and then you flip to them staring at it and then it just stays with them staring at it and then the whole time I'm like why can't I why can't I see them talking from their backs and I can actually see what they're looking at because I didn't really get the expansiveness of that moment. Part of that was the lack of development of native characters. We wouldn't have known who was talking because we didn't yeah. know their voices enough. <laughs> but yes, but no, I, it felt like a smaller moment than I, it yeah. I to didn't be. get and the like big like satisfaction of getting to my destination out of that yeah. shot. The like music, the music was pitch perfect there, and then the moment was so small and claustrophobic. Yeah. And I think that's uh, it's another thing with this movie. Like there, there's so many things in this that's like that's the movie that I want to see. Right. And then we cut away from it, and it's like uh, so you take the actor. Uh, I always mispronounce his name. Um, he's the third build in the movie. Uh, Wes Studi. Is it Studi? Is that right? I think so. Um, I, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, and I'm, I apologize for that. But like he is one of the most well-known, uh, acclimated, just amazing Native American actors ever like if there's a movie that needs a strong native american actor in it this is the guy you go for and he's going to do great every time or if you need a crazy guy in mystery man you got that too um <laughs> terribly terribly mysterious well half of the movie the native americans are chained up yeah they can't even and there's that whole conflict where you know the chief is like hey we just had this battle you know and a bunch of people died if i wasn't chained up we could have helped yeah you know, yeah. and you also have one of my favorite Native American actors, Adam Beach. 
So who, good. I don't even remember him actually having a line in this he has, movie. He has a few. He, I don't think he has a single line in English, but he has a few. It's all like Western. background. Like it's yeah. so weird that he's. To me, he's such a recognizable face. Like I was annoyed when he died right away in a Suicide Squad. God, what a yeah. waste! Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just one like, of the best actors in that movie, and they kill him in the first five. And this minutes. movie, so I, I, I wanted stuff from him, and he's just the background dude. This movie almost lingers on him more in his death and the moment of being shot than it does to give him time to be but a character. Yeah. But because we didn't know him, his death meant nothing, right. and it's just like it's. Ugh. And like the women, they they were so like. I don't think the one daughter, living woman, had any lines. She was, but her face was so captivating in every scene. Like you knew yeah. exactly what she was thinking, and it's like, why? Like number one, your name promises a story. Yep. I want to get to know you, and two, she was just like kind of always in the background, like not just reacting, but like engaged in the scene. And it was like, man, why aren't you taking advantage of this clearly uh, incredible actress you've got back yeah. there? But like, there, there's a movie in here that like that I think would have been a great story. And I feel like maybe they think they told it, but they didn't. And it's this out of war warriors, like the warriors no longer in war. And like, you can see the frameworks of it there. Like it's kind of in the wings a little bit, but you have Christian Bale and West Studi who are horrific warriors. Like they make that clear and well known that these guys, they didn't just win fights. They brutalized the fuck out of their enemies. Like they were scary. Yeah. And now they're no longer in war. And now that they're not in war, they're not bad people. Like, everyone loves Christian Bale. He is a great general. He knows every single person in his camp. And everyone loves him as, like, the wonderful person. And it's the exact same for West Studi's family. And, like, there could be, like, a really great duality story of these two guys becoming friends outside of war. And we just don't ever really go there. And you've got the genre that's perfect for this. Yeah, if, yeah. if they had done something along the lines of, so you have Christian Bale and a whole troop of white people taking uh, this troop of Native Americans home, if all the white people died in the first encounter, just gone, and now he has to go on a road trip with a family of Native Americans, like, there's a different movie. Like, it, it might have been more interesting to watch him have to overcome that with these people. And, like, there's so many just, oh, just almost their movies. What you're saying is doubly frustrating because we got the end conversation of that of what you wanted yeah we got him saying goodbye to him and calling him a friend and them holding hands but we didn't earn that moment no there, there's quite a few unearned moments in this and like it's just kind of i feel like there's a three and a half hour version of this movie somewhere out there that i would totally watch because i'd want to see these stories played out like i want to see these people It'd be a really good mini series yeah absolutely. like a nice western mini series just taking its time letting us get to know all these people an episode devoted to kind of different relationships yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah watch the shit out this of this could that. be a very good eight to ten parter depending on yeah how you want yeah to <laughs> yeah and like there's and i think that's kind of why i still enjoy the movie and i'm still glad that i saw it because there are these little like nuggets of goodness throughout the whole thing i just i hate that the one that we're left with was the least interesting one um what else worked for people well, Jackie, you said you fell asleep the first time you watched it. <laughs> yes, I uh, did. How was I it the asleep. second time? Like The second time, uh, it was good. It was still hard to concentrate, not going to lie. Do you like westerns? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I don't like slow movies. So, so you this, really don't like westerns. So what, yeah. what, what worked the so most? So this was very painful for, for me to yeah. watch. <laughs> and you even told us beforehand that you don't really like Christian Bale. But yeah, like, do, you, do you like his performance? It's just like the worst movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a great actor. He's an amazing actor. Okay. 
Obviously, yeah. I mean, I love him in a bunch of movies. I love him in The Prestige. That's one of my all-time favorites. Good. I think he's a great actor. I just don't. I don't know. Something. You don't have to like me the wrong way. He's just—he's a very good example of you can love the art and not the artist. Yes, and I love plenty of art and not the artist. You know. (laughs) But is there anything Um, specific that pull that you could pull out of this movie? Either love or hate. I mean, I really liked how they recognized like oh, man, we treated these Native Americans so badly. And the scene where, I don't know his name, the guy that has, like, the PTSD. Tommy. Tommy, yeah. He goes to the chief's tent and apologizes for all the wrongdoing that they did to Native Americans. I mean, it obviously doesn't make up for it, and he just gives him tobacco. He's like, here. That's actually a very traditional thing. Okay. That was very symbolic. Okay. Rory Cotrain, by the way. That's the actor's name. I finally looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I liked that moment. I Actually, that, that, that moment to me spoke very heavily about yeah. it between him knowing the tobacco uh, offering and both of them being able to speak Cheyenne. Like, t- it's a kind of beautiful illustration of you were my enemy, but I respected you enough to know, to learn about you. I think I got that both from him and Christian Bale a little bit, like because they both yeah, that's what I mean. Language, they, which says yeah. a lot. Yeah, that does. That say says a, lot. a shit ton yeah. about, about being able to have honor in war in a way. Because I I would bet, and I can't confirm this because it's not in the movie, and it should have been. Um, I would bet Ben Foster can't speak the language. No, probably not. And that's something that really should have been in the movie because it would have. Because the whole time Ben Foster thinks that he and Christian Bale are equals. Hey, we both brutalize these people. Why are you mad at me? And it's like because you're not doing it for war you're doing it for your own gain and there's the misconnect and if they had just done something as simple as have him say something to him in Cheyenne have him go what you immediately yeah. get everything the best warriors know thy enemy yeah uh, I'm a big Ben Foster fan and I like that he's kind of gotten a renaissance in these like westerns movies like every western now I feel like they need to shove Ben Foster in there somewhere I'm totally do. okay with this I yeah. think they should yeah. shove Ben Foster into most things at yeah this point. I love Ben Foster <laughs> even him being a wizard was super satisfying he was such a good wizard <laughs> <laughs> he was a great wizard when was he a wizard World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Yep. oh I never saw that oh you're missing Watching. out on I never gem. saw that either <laughs> we was... did a double feature night where we watched World of Warcraft and then we watched Hell or High Water and I'm like, oh man, ben Foster, ben Foster needs to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> he he played like a very drippy, creepy wizard, and it was so great, so good. And he I'm, really knows how to choose scenery when he has to. He really does. <laughs> this one he doesn't, and there, there's I really enjoy watching this one and then thinking like, ah, now he and Christian Bale have done two westerns where they are enemies. They're a little bit closer in this one than the other one, but it's so great. He knows when to chew the scenery, but then when to not. Yeah. And when he does, when he chooses not to, it's almost even more powerful. Like this yeah. scene, he's he's scary to me in this movie, and it's just he underplays it so well. Oh yeah, the, the it it's one of those things where I don't think it's a problem in the movie. I actually kind of enjoy it. But the moment that he asks Jesse Plemons for help, and it's just like, oh, you're fucked. Like you're yeah. he doesn't ask him for help. He just like he coughs and like leans over. He goes to let him out. It's like, oh, you're gonna. Die I was now. yelling during that scene. I'm yeah. like, you're falling for that. It's like, don't you're fall just, for you're sick so prisoner. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like fake coughing, like. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, <laughs> I'm gonna like kill you. Zoolander. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the black gloves. Ben Foster is so great at acting; he can act bad acting. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually something to be said for that. That's yeah. not as easy to do as people would imagine. 
Nope. Um, I'm trying to think of other things in this movie. Like we, we've really kind of plowed through a lot of it, but that's kind of how the movie treats it. Can we is... talk about my favorite scene? Absolutely. With Christian Bale burying his gun in the desert, pondering whether or not. He <laughs> <laughs> I thought like let's, get, let's have some context okay. for why this so, is your favorite scene at the beginning. At the beginning, Christian Bale is assigned this this detail of like taking these natives to Montana, Montana, and he's so conflicted because these are his enemies. So he goes to the desert and falls to his knees while a, a thunderstorm is raging in the background, and it gets really like music video choppy there. Yeah, yeah. he's like burying his gun and reaching his hands into the dirt, and he's screaming without actually hearing him. Scream. Burying my gun. Yeah, and so I. Having seen a Wall Nation at Weenie Roast last weekend, started playing Sail on my phone oh my God. <laughs> and created my own little music video in my living room. And it was the most fun I had watching this movie, <laughs> but also the worst scene. <laughs> and so they, they also cut out the audio and like that scene is like, okay, you're doing this. Because yeah, normally, was, like cutting yeah. out the audio, you're like, okay, it's supposed to be just even when visceral. they had Rosamund Pike doing it later like they left the audio of her like screaming and like being upset and digging in the dirt and they're watching her like we're not gonna stop this but like we need to stop this and that whale was haunting and yeah. it was that was effective. actually a good moment yeah oh that moment like the she uh mentioned it when we were watching it and she did some, uh they let her work through her grief like they yeah. they, they were stand actually side, they, like, very good at psychology yeah i was amazed at how kind they were to <laughs> yeah. her yeah like i kind of i, I didn't expect everyone to be as okay with Roseman Pike as they were. Like, yeah. I thought, like, maybe Christian Bale well, because he's well, the White Knight th- hero. They but... didn't all really understand how to treat it, but Christian Bale, the moment he walked into the burned-out house, saw her sitting there, you saw it in his eyes of, I dealt with this before, and he knew yeah. how to handle it. He the... immediately knew to tell his men, be quiet, her babies are sleeping. And, oh, like, he handled so that, that situation so like a boss. Like, <laughs> seri- I can't... It to me that illustrated his character so well, and the respect his men had for yeah. him. Oh yeah, to to just they they trusted him, and yeah, the the amount of like little kindnesses in this movie were kind of they were really neat. Like because yeah. it's like you said, it's it's a movie about people who have done horrific things, who are like probably just like good people. I think. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say any of these people are bad. I was so happy. And it made it... Well, it, Ben Foster. Well, okay, yes. But, <laughs> but like, when, when Christian Bale chose to get on the train at the end, it was the best. Because I didn't want oh. it to be the lone guy walking off on yeah. the sunset. He'd, he'd earned his rest. He absolutely... And like, it was one of those things where like, it was ending. I'm like, this is such a stereotypical ending. And then he started walking towards the train. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're actually going to make this a legit ending. And then Murder Express happened, but uh, I, <laughs> my my stupid brain couldn't handle that moment though, because the moment he topped onto the train, I'm like, you don't got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a freeloader. <laughs> well, I think he still had his message from the president because he was supposed to get on the train at the end. Well, he that was, was supposed the to, end of his service. Well, he was supposed to go east. I don't know if he was supposed to go straight to D.C. or not. He, he's going to Chicago, which is east of where they were. But I don't really understand. Well, I'm curious as to whether or not he still gets his pension or if he was because I thought he was supposed to report to the president, then get his pension. If he's just going to Chicago to be with no, Roseman, he, he was going to report to that base in the town that they were in. Which, and he never had to go to Washington. That yeah, wasn't I part thought, of the deal. He, I just remember just, the, his boss saying you have to go back east. But he got yeah, so much more in the end. East to like Butte and uh, to where know. there's okay. another military outpost. I and then he was going to check part. in to okay. prove that he had done the job, explain what happened. 
take the little boy and like that's his retirement well, i mean he didn't <laughs> but what's nice is now he they all have money. i mean they got to montana but like no one was alive at that point but he did exactly <laughs> what he was told to do i mean yeah. he he was supposed to get in montana so he could be buried in montana he did that he never yeah. he they never said else. keep everyone alive that clearly wasn't they working did out say, without incident <laughs> oh, <I do> <laughs> The moment uh, he got handed those papers at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, people aren't going to care. I got super Well, and then we see that where they come across um, those people that are like, get off my land. Stop burying One, they probably can't read that contract. Two, like, sorry, there's no internet. Who's going to report them? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got a piece of paper. Okay, we don't care. And here's a a nice touch. Usually whenever in a movie someone's like, you're not going to shoot that thing at me, are you? Ha ha, you're such a pansy. And it's like, no, she shot him. She just, yeah, that she was awesome. Awesome. I was that like, was right. I was like, I was like, I asked in the scene when I saw the scene, I was like, please shoot him. Just shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And he's like, you're not going to do it. It's being like, a bitch. Yeah. And he got shot. And I was like, cool. I, was... well, I think at that point, she has nothing left to lose. Yeah, so yeah. she's just like, all right. I was, yeah, so, thoroughly... We're doing now. Okay. I was yeah. so thoroughly confused, though, because they said from President Harrison, and I forgot that we've had two President Harrisons. And I was like, I was like, that bitch died. Your journey lasted way longer than his life. <laughs> also, one of them was very good to Indians, and the other one wasn't. So. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah. I don't know if he's very good. I, I don't know that. Well, one of them was worse. Yeah. Well, yes. William, <laughs> William Henry Harrison couldn't do much of anything for anyone because he was in office 30 days before the Civil War, but Benjamin Harrison took over after. And I don't know anything about him. Yeah. You knew they took place after. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> he was an all right dude. I mean, this movie with its dates mm, kind of fucks up a little bit here and there. It's more stuff that I just looked up online. Like, at this point in time, the two tribes that are at war in this movie were totally fine with each other. <laughs> yeah, and they in had both, 1892. Yeah, they had both oh. entirely retired from war. They didn't want to kill anybody anymore. Like, So if they had ridden out after them, they'd only be going after them to separate the other Native Americans from the white people, not to attack or kill anyone. Like, there's a lot of stuff in oh, here. Oh, they would have been like, we got this, bros. Back yeah, like, off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. If they want to go to Montana, we'll take them to Montana. You go away. Like, it would have been a much more like, oh, okay, well, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Way less interesting of a movie. A but much shorter yeah. film. <laughs> but then we probably wouldn't have got the gun burial scene, which would have been probably great. That ugh, it wouldn't have been as good of a movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think we should move into quotes, unless there's anything we haven't hit. I didn't ask anything about production design. We have two people from our department here. Hi. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. I mean, it's one of those movies that's mostly outside. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, a, pr- mostly, it's a prop show more yeah. than anything else. Oh, for sure. It's mostly props. I mean, I will say the burned down house looked amazing. It looked very good. They probably it just burned great. it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they probably did. I give them props for that. Um, but I mean... Coming from, like, a prop perspective, watching that movie, I'm like, oh, man, propping up all those horses and, like, that would suck. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Because there's so much gear. Oh, yeah. And then you're just, like, in the middle of nowhere. So you have to, like, go through fields and... The only experience I have in this sort of uh, set deck uh, environment was on uh, my uh, Tennessee movie. And the thing I learned during that movie was when you do scenes that involve a lot of tents, you can't be afraid of spiders because spiders fucking love tents. <laughs> <laughs> They're very intense. Especially when it oh, gets moist man. out. <laughs> but, um, and, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I don't care if no one likes it. <laughs> My life is better for it. So, that's all I learned about when setting up a lot of tents. 
especially the cloth tents because they just like hang oh, out. Oh, they're them. a pain in the ass. Yeah, we did it on Drunk History. They get, yeah, yeah. They get and, s- and they get oh, so God. hot inside. There's saunas because yeah. of the. They're such thick material. Just anything period related is like automatically a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> furniture, hot props. and Yeah. The one thing I, you kind of mentioned it. In a way, the one thing that the movie does really well that I liked was as people die, they keep their horses and they just turn into pack horses. Yeah. And as the movie mm-hmm. goes on, they just have f- more and more horses just carrying shit behind them. And I th- that's kind of a and that's good pretty attention accurate. To de- yeah. And it's a yeah. good attention to detail that I feel like a lot of movies could just ignore that. Like, oh, they died. Their horse must have died, too. And we wouldn't have questioned it. Like, we were just like, oh, yeah. I would never even mention it again, like, where their horses go. But this one actually paid attention to those things. And I like those little yeah, little moments of accuracy. I also like that, you know, it didn't leave me wondering, are they okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get really concerned about, like, battle animals in movies. It seems unfair and kind of rude. Yeah. Especially horses. I mean, horses are the reasons that we have human or animal rights on film sets. Because they... Used to actually throw them off cliffs and use wires to trip them with. They were really mean to horses back in the day. Whoa, I had no idea. Yep, yep. still yeah. not great to horses. Yeah, westerns yeah, were luck. terrible. <laughs> yeah, like you go back and watch a western from the 30s and 40s, and that horse is tripping on something. That's a wire that you can't see that they actually did use to trip that horse, and his legs might have broken. Uh, probably oh. broke. Oh. Hooray for movies. Yay. <laughs> All right, now we'll move into quotes. I can go first. Uh, mine came, uh, let me see if I actually wrote the fucking thing down. Um, I don't want to misquote it. I, hate I, I kind of remember my quote. Oh, then so. go for it. You can go for uh, it. My quote is from Tommy, uh, the PTSD depressed guy, uh, during his big kind of breakdown scene, which is like it's a, it's a breakdown, and it's also just a resolution for that character because to me – the, I kind of loved the beauty and the finiteness of it. And he just goes to Christian Bell and says, I got to move on. And in that moment, he's saying, I am going to find a way to die. That's what he's telling Christian Bale. And Christian Bale kind of recognizes it, but doesn't want to really believe it. So he's telling him to go into this tent. And there, it's a very emotional moment between them. Again, with Christian Bale's character, like being very genuine, like caring and, you can see the conflict in his face of, I know what you're telling me, but I don't want to listen. And I, know, I thought it was a great moment. Mine's actually kind of a, a related to that moment. And mine takes place after that guy has chased down Ben Foster and killed him. And you can see just how crushed, like Christian Bale actually ends up sobbing over the, the, the corpse of his friend. And just so sad that that's how this guy's life ended with, which was suicide. Like, Cause clearly this guy did not want to kill himself. He wanted to find death naturally yeah. and it just wasn't coming for him so he's by the tree and the one of the guys who's joined his crew is trying to help and what he says to him and my my quote was more for christian bale's reaction to the quote than the quote itself but he tells him he got him he got him good and you can just see the look on christian bale's face of like he was already dead because i shot him he was going to bleed out i don't care and it's like a brutal moment. It's all just without a single word of dialogue. It's just all in Christian Bale's face. So if his face can be my quote, I guess Christian Bale's face is my quote. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, mine is from Christian Bale uh, as well. Not just his face, but when he mentions, uh, understand this when we lay our heads down here, we're all prisoners. I thought it was a really interesting way he said that. So when Yellowhawk is introducing his family, I, I kind of already brought this up, but he goes, and this is my daughter, Living Woman. 
that is the best name. And it's just like, <laughs> I just want to know about her story. Like, how did you get that name? Yeah. Because that's when so I, cool. I had, I liked the name, but it also made me go, that sounds like an R&B song from the 90s. And it was just, to me, that was funny in my brain. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I still want like to know Tony that Braxton. song. Yeah. It would be nice if they had delivered on that. Like, let her live. But. Yeah, a living woman. Last but not least. Uh, mine's from Rosamund Pike. And it says, it's a, uh, sometimes I envy the finality of death, the certainty, and I have to drive those thoughts away when I wake. And it was kind of what she was saying before. Um... I just really like that. I mean, it kind of, like, gives you a glimpse into her thought process. I mean, she's lost everything, you know. What else does she have? And it kind of makes it seem like she's suicidal. I mean, I would be if I lost all my family. In the beginning, you know? she is. Yeah. Like, she walks out to a field with her gun and Christian Bell stops Yeah. Her, so. That is yeah. a rough scene. Yep. Yeah. It's very, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, review system for today, I hope will be easy, but we'll see. Fucking depressing movies. So that's entirely up to your interpretation. If you think that, like, say, the Shaggy Dog, the classic with Tim Allen, is fucking depressing, then you can go with Shaggy Dog. I'd prefer that you don't. I have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide Squad, because it sucked ass and Adam Beach died too early and there are a million more interesting stories that could have been told. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, it's depressing if the whole time you're like, I wish I was watching a different movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go with The Witch. Uh, it's a movie that didn't actually get any award buzz. And it's still phenomenal. I actually think the story is a little bit tighter in that movie than this movie. But uh, it's still... The messages you can get from it can be dif different depending on who you are. And uh, the majority of everyone dies. So. But it's a good, good watch. You will not feel good at the end. Um, you do no. if you are the sort that would choose to live deliciously. Uh, she's a she's a prisoner at the end of that movie. Or is she finally free? No, she's a to prisoner. dance naked in the woods. She has to sign a contract <laughs> in blood. She's a prisoner. I <laughs> am going to go with this depressing film. I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it now, though. I don't, can't help you. The hell was it? Uh, Amour. Amour. Uh, oh. The French movie. We just had to take a short break while Chewie coughed up a lung. Uh, I don't remember where I was, but I picked a more, um, which is a very slow plotting movie about a woman dying. And it is brutal to watch. The pacing is slow as molasses, but it is a very beautiful film and very well told. Except that one actually tells the story that I wanted to watch and like this one. But I think if you're kind of into that tone, you'd probably like both movies. Um, I'm going to say The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oof. That it was very depressing. Not watch that movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I, I can't bring it's myself to do it. But there's also that guilt of like, oh, we're treating Jews really badly. And you see what it's like to be in their shoes. And the, I mean, spoiler alert, the little Nazi boy ends up sneaking into the camp to play with the boy in the striped pajamas. And he ends up... Uh, going in to take a death shower with 
the rest they of them. They both and die? I they didn't both know die. They both die. Wow. It's very sad. So a lot of people died in that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was a fucking bummer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's actually one Are you going to cry? I'm not going to cry. Oh. It's just, I'm definitely never watching that movie. Yeah. If you don't like depressing movies, don't watch that movie. I mean, it is a good movie. It's a great story. Um, I mean, it's kind of a story about humanity that, you know, we're all humans and you can connect on some sort of level, you know, just because you come from a family that hates Jews, you know, doesn't mean that sounds more like to to me about how kids are pretty okay and then adults do terrible things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this one's going to be a stretch, but it is a fucking depressing movie and I felt the exact same way at the end of this movie that I did in this movie. It's uh, Blue Valentine. And no, even though no one dies at the end of Blue Valentine, a relationship dies. And that's about what I got. But there was I felt equally depressed after both, movie, both movies. I almost went with Blue is the Warmest Color. And then I was like, eh. I didn't think that was depressing. Both those movies have a lot of sex. Brutal. I mean, it should I not have. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, the, oh, the ending's really rough. It's rougher in the comic. The comic book ends like, fuck me. The oh. movie actually ends much happier than the comic book for Blue's Warmest Color. But you should watch and read both. Uh, that was everybody, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that brings today's episode to a close. And although this means nothing to you listeners, that's the end of us recording for like two months. We did it, guys. You'll yeah. barely notice it, audience. <laughs> if we did it right, this will come out the week before the next episode and it will mean nothing. Um, but who knows? Who But no, knows? in between there. My body went through a horrible experience, and hopefully it comes out okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll find that out in like five days. Yeah. We'll six have days, a new co-host on the podcast. <laughs> Their words will not be Should totally there one? yet. But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll do a quick round of plugs. Check us out, www.athpod.com, where you can find all of our shows, including this one, of course, and our new show, Venture Brothers, or Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast. Uh, you can find all of our articles. You can find links to our Spotify playlist. Literally everything you could possibly want with After the Hype, you can find at our website, athpod.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Listen to us on Spotify. All that sort of good stuff. Yeah, and even go to our website, leave it leave it up on the browser, and just go to bed. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, we <laughs> like that. Do that. <laughs> just hit play on our YouTube thing, and then walk away. Yeah. or listen we'd like it better if you listen but you yeah know. And, and maybe engage with us and like talk about movies that's what we're here for yeah. but if you have to just leave go ahead leave it yeah, leave it on. on see you uh sam anything to plug mm, not really keep watching illumination movies go see the grinch in november when it comes out follow laddie oh and follow my dog on instagram she's really cute her <laughs> handle is saint underscore lottie that's spelled l-a-d-d-i and also, she works at my office and goes on brunch adventures. So, yeah. She's a working dog. <laughs> She's a working girl. Yeah. Jackie, anything to plug? Um, if you want, you could follow me on Instagram at Jackie underscore Trudell 44. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you do have fun, fun yeah. photography. Have you and met you the- travel a lot. Yeah. You could also follow me on my photography page. I'd rather you follow me there. Um, <laughs> it's Wildflower Child Photo on Instagram. All spelled the way you assume you'd spell it? Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for coming on. And bye. Bye. bye.